When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben Bolin. I am a video writer here at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, I am hanging out with Scott Benjamin, and I'm the uh, I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And you do a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And you know, likewise. Oh, well, thank Since you. Since we're patting each other on the back, that's uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I I got to tell you, just before we get into this, um, you remember that song where they say "Blinded by the Light." Okay, just last week I figured out that it's blinded by the light, revved up like a deuce. Yeah. It, it, do you know what that's about? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a, isn't that a deuce coupe? Yes, a Ford deuce coupe. Is that? Oh, did I steal your? No, the, not at all. Oh, I'm sorry, just, yeah. I'm nodding like that because yeah. every time an automotive question comes up, mm-hmm. I realize that I should stop messing around and <laughs> go find you and ask you. Oh, okay, well. I don't know if I answered anything for you then there. You kind of did. did. You must have looked up ahead of time, right? I did because I was looking for a nickname for you. Uh, oh, no. I don't know. how. I, you, oh, boy. Really? Well, how well, do you feel about the deuce? The de- <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> the deuce. I Think of the puns. Oh, the deuce. You've deduced hmm. that. Hmm. Huh? I don't know. That's Don't mean to hmm. reduce it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. Do you have Do you have more, or is this? Uh, do you I have know, a choice? I don't want to. I don't want to knock them all out of the park today. Oh, this, really? This is going to go on for a while. It's an ongoing. Uh, Just bit, to let uh, you know, uh, yeah. the, the deuce. Okay, I'll write Depending down the Depending on what our listeners say, we're going to have to have a, uh, a a list. Yeah, a list. I love lists. If I love lists too, okay, man. The deuce. We'll, we'll add it to the list. Okay, we'll add the deuce. To wow, the list. I guess I'm going to have to get to work on a, a nickname for you. Hmm. Turnabout is fair play. Yeah, I it took me a second, but no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so. I did that. Our, our listeners can stop me in my mad quest to find a, a nickname for Scott or the Deuce. But uh, but that's just because, uh, you know, it makes a big difference to us what our listeners think. Yeah. And this is all a segue for... The intro to our topic today, which is really a listener request. Awesome. Uh, for, so it's a, uh, it's a piece of listener mail that, uh, you know, we do read all these. Everyone, I promise you, we do, and uh, sometimes we have some pretty good requests that come in, and uh, this is one that I thought we should uh, we should jump on right now. All right, what what is it? Lay it on. It is from 
uh, Sachin, right? Sachin. Now, yes. uh, Sachin, we apologize if we're mispronouncing your name. Uh, it's spelled S-A-C-H-I-N. Sachin. We're doing our best. Yeah, Sachin. Sachin is from Mumbai, India. Awesome. And uh, here's how he starts. Dear Brian and Scott. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says Brian. Dear Brian and Scott. I can feel that. I can roll with the Brian. All right, that's okay. No, no, don't get me wrong. I don't want that okay. to be my nickname. No, no, it's not a nickname. Okay. It's just, it says Dear Brian and Scott. He's I close can understand. enough. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. I just, I threw that in there just as a little uh, jab. <laughs> it says, <laughs> it says he's a longtime listener. He loves, uh, I was wondering if we could do a podcast episode dealing with the materials that cars are made of these days. It says oh. the effects that they would have on handling, performance, pricing, etc. It's a little confusing when you hear about carbon fiber, aluminum, mm. steel, sheet metal, titanium, other things like that. So um, it says that uh, cars just seem to be getting lighter compared to the models that they replace. Oh, he knows you. He has He's, been listening. Oh, yeah. He knows I like the uh, the weight issue. So yeah. we're going to talk about uh, weight and not just weight, but we're mm. going to talk about materials today. Um, this so, is awesome. Yeah, what a great what a great question. This is right up your alley, Scott, because I know for a while this has been this has been something that we return back to, mm-hmm. be, but we've never done a podcast just about this. We've mentioned it. Yeah, we have about the, the various materials that, that mm-hmm. go into making a, a, a complete car, really. And uh, there's no way we're going to list all of them. And no. I'm not going to go into metallurgy and you know what what temperature differential compounds that yeah. you know make stronger metals, etc. But I'm just going to mention a few that that are common uh, then and now. Okay. Um, you know what what cars were made of at one point and what they're made of now. Oh, man, yeah. Let's start with then. Then? Yeah, can we? Easy enough. All right. As you would guess, wood. Cars are made of wood, honestly. They, I mean, the of course, the engines had to be, um, they were metal, metal Ooh. materials, um, you know. The iron, steel. Of, of course, yeah, iron and steel. Mostly iron, probably, at that point, yeah. and steel. Um, but wood was predominantly used for frames um it was probably not until about 1900 the best i can figure here i'm looking up uh, some mm-hmm. information uh there's a guy in milwaukee his name was arthur o smith and he created uh the first pressed steel frame for a car and henry ford happened to find out that he was doing this mm-hmm. and ford said you know i'll take 10,000 of those and I'll, I'll begin making steel frame cars you know instead of the wood frames that we've been doing in the past and uh, this kind of led to even more modernization of, of his cars and on his line. Um, so by 1906, that's when Henry Ford started using metal frames. Okay. I, I believe it's 1906. It's close to that. Certainly. Not exactly. It's right around that time. Um, so we moved from wood frame cars to, and of course, they still had wood bodies at that point. I see. There were, there were steel parts, and, and then, of course, yeah, there were metal parts that were being made, but for the most part, cars had wood bodies, and um, they were just constructed of wood. Um, so we moved from wood to metal, and steel was predominantly the metal that they used at the time. Um, there's a lot of different types of steel that we use right now. We still use steel a lot. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of steel in cars. Um, it's it's I guess the it's got low co- it's got a lot of benefits to it. It's mm-hmm. it's relatively low cost. It's durable. Um, it's easy to form. It's easy to make into whatever you want it to. to For fabrication. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. You can make steel body parts. You can make steel frames. Um, of course, the, the ways that we form it have become a lot more advanced. We use hydroform for mm-hmm. um, steel frames for truck trucks. Uh, of course, there's stamping, which is a pretty old process, but um, there's just a lot of different ways you can you can form that steel. Um, but there's a lot of different types, like I mentioned. There's low-carbon steel, which I think is also called mild steel, I believe. Uh, there's boron steel, and I think that Volvo uses a lot of boron steel, and that's supposed to be really strong stuff. 
Um, there's stainless steel that the uh, DeLorean used. Uh, yes. Not, not many people use stainless steel other than decorative accents at this point. Okay. Uh, but um, aside from steel, there's, you know, of course, iron has been used for um, engine blocks for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting away from that because of the weight. And, you yeah. know, and they can make, um, well, you can make aluminum. You can use aluminum blocks uh, for engines at this point. And aluminum, we just kind of go through this long list of, of the progression of metals and and. Yeah. and materials, but um, aluminum is lighter weight. It does have a higher cost associated with it, though. For now. For now. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I think I've read numbers about as, about as much as five times as expensive as steel, as, um, it may be as expensive as steel, which they is, be comparing it to steel. Which is why you only see aluminum in large quantities in, you know, racing vehicles or high-end experimental vehicles, well, frankly. No, right? no, they're, they're actually, they're fi- it's finding its way into more and more cars that you would, than you would expect, really. Really? It, you're, you're correct that it was, uh, kind of reserved for the high-end vehicles, the race, not race, but, um, well, race, of course, but, And then, um, emphasis on low weight kind of vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Right? The sports cars, the, um, or, you know, some very expensive vehicles. It's finding its way into um, even even the compact versions now. I mean, aluminum blocks. Hmm. Um, it's just so it must the cost must be coming down considerably for them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the the prices well prices aren't extremely low or anything by like right. by any means. But um, it must be coming down for them to include them in that type of vehicle versus one that's eighty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, there's. You know, benefits. It's, it's tough. It's diff- It's more difficult to form. It's uh, a little more difficult to weld. But in 1994, Audi uh, with the A8 came out with an aluminum chassis, and that was kind of um, that was kind of revolutionary at the time. Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, and and now there's a lot of cars that use aluminum for the chassis, and you wouldn't expect that because it's it's a softer metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have its problems. I mean, it's not. Uh, I'm not saying that the Audi frame has any problem. I'm saying that um, if you use aluminum for body panels, let's say. Uh, that panel, if you lean on that panel, it may be more apt to, to bend than if it, if you had a steel panel I see. or a uh, plastic panel, which we'll talk about in a moment. That um, you know would would I guess keep its form a little better than aluminum. But aluminum is softer and you know it's it's more susceptible to damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's typically not used for body panels right now. I mean, other than race cars. Stop me if I'm stealing your thunder. Mm-hmm. Did you just say plastic? Plastic. Plastic. Yeah, there's a lot of plastic. I don't want to jump the list. No, it's okay. You got. I mean, I've got a couple more ahead of that, but uh, we are going to get to plastic, and and plastic uh, plays a key role in in car production right now. Um, It's well, you know what? Yeah, not yet, not yet. Let's wait. All right. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business. 
which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Uh, One more medal, or a couple more, actually one more medal that I want to mention this is one that you hear about a lot in racing, um, titanium. Titanium, yes. What titanium. is the deal exactly with, <laughs> with that? Titanium, well, watches, um, you know, things like that are made of titanium. You sometimes hear that, you know, that's a benefit in some way for, for a watch to be made of that, or, you know, a lot of James Bond type gadgets sure. are made with titanium. Um, the deal with titanium is that it's a, it's a real low density, real strong, um, it just, it's a, it's a real effective metal. Um, it's, it's apparently it's, it's corrosion resistant. It's has a, it has the highest strength to weight ratio of any metal. And that's, that's why, why it's in race cars. That's why titanium is used in race cars. You know, okay. it's very expensive. Um, and right now it's being used for things like spacecraft and, and jets and, you know, race yeah. cars and missiles and very exotic applications. But, um, titanium is used in racing and that's because the strength is high the weight is low and the cost, well, that's not why, but the cost is high in racing as well. I mean, it, these are expensive parts. It's used, but let's be honest about titanium. Mm-hmm. Titanium is used in uh, uh, places where cost takes a far back seat to performance. That's right, yeah, or form, I guess, is what you're, you're trying to get at. The, yeah. the, you know, function. Yeah. Um, it, it's very functional, and mm-hmm. it's, very, uh, it's a very sound choice, I guess. Uh, but again, the cost is it outweighs. For for me, it outweighs you know the benefit. But um, so I'm not going to get that titanium Monte Carlo anytime soon. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think you'll see that coming anytime soon. All right. But you may have a uh, maybe a carbon fiber. Oh man, this is like the holy yeah. grail of car materials to yeah. me. Yep. Talking about carbon fiber, and um, let's break it down real quick. So go ahead. I mean, what do you know about carbon fiber to this point? Because we've talked about it in the past. If you know. Yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah. um, just quickly. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, brief, brief bit of, bit of background. Sure. Bit of background. There we go. You got it. Oh, man. Um, okay. So just in context here, our uh, fascination with carbon fiber on this show goes all the way back uh, even to our hypermiling episodes 
and our luxury car episodes where we talked about, and, and Scott very kindly put me on to what I call the carbon fiber game. Um, this is an ideal material for vehicles. It's light, it's strong, and it has one huge disadvantage, which that which is that it is difficult to produce cheaply at this time. Very good. Yeah, you got it exactly right. You, so you, what, okay. Good memory. Excellent memory. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been going over my notes, and I I had to go back in my notes to figure out what we had said about it already. But uh, for our exactly listeners, right. uh, Scott's holding up a sign with those three points. <laughs> no, on there. no, no, no. He's, he's kidding. He's, but uh, yeah, he's, so, he's on his game. So carbon fiber game. makes uh, really. If somebody was to to ask, what is the high speed stuff um, main point or main goal for efficient cars of the future? It's reducing the weight. Yeah, yeah. Weight is weight reduction is is key, and carbon fiber is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find out that there have been advances in carbon fiber since we last talked, even. Um, and really, I mean, it's constantly changing. It'll okay. kind of blend into what we're talking about when we when we talk about plastics. So um, carbon fiber, in many ways, it's, it's, it's stronger than steel. It's stiffer than steel. Mm-hmm. It does have a high cost associated with it, and that, uh, that's, that's partly in the, in the materials, and it's also partly in just uh, the forming of it. It's difficult to form a part of carbon fiber. Okay. Um, it's because the process involved, it's a, it's a fiber, it's a, it's a cloth material, really. It's a woven cloth material that has to be layered with resin and uh, formed and and you know sanded and it, mm-hmm. it's it's a much more complex process than than just punching out a piece of metal um, not that that's easy by any means but um, I'm saying that it's it's a little more time consuming and it, and it costs more to begin with mm-hmm. um, so the cost as soon as that cost comes down as soon as we can get the the price I think they price it per pound I think we yes. mentioned before yeah. um, once they get that price down, then we'll start to see a lot more car parts made with carbon fiber. We're already seeing a lot of that in some of the exotic cars. Um, you know, like uh, Corvette uses carbon fiber. The BMW M6 uses carbon fiber mm-hmm. in a few places. They use bumpers. Um, I think the roof is made of carbon fiber, and there's also some internal structures that are made of carbon fiber as well. Cool. Um, uh, there's also the, uh, of course, Lamborghini. Well, you know what? Let me skip that one for right now because that leads into the next one. But, okay, um, okay. But VW's uh, one-liter car, you know what? Both of these do. Of course. I, of course, I'm looking at my notes. No, I mean, yeah. of course, they, the one-liter uses carbon yeah, fiber. Yeah, one-liter, one liter, of course, does. It uses the uh, carbon fiber-reinforced plastic. So that's a, a nice segue into what that we're That is a nice segue. Next. And you know, one quick thing on carbon fiber. There's also dry carbon fiber that we didn't mention, but dry we carbon didn't. fiber is even more expensive than what they call wet carbon fiber. Um, so you... There's these different levels. I mean, you may mm-hmm. talk about a, a carbon fiber hood that you can get in an aftermarket place that's relatively inexpensive, but mm-hmm. the real pros are using dry carbon fiber now. Uh, we're talking like Formula One type cars and I see. Uh, top end race cars. Very, very expensive. Thousands of dollars for a panel for a car. Um, very, very expensive, but it's lighter weight and even stronger. Wow. Um, so it's a dry process that puts the carbon fiber together. Um, but so there's advances being made there as well. Mm-hmm. But what's really kind of exciting right now is that these blends are being made, uh, these these composite materials, and they're using carbon fiber to strengthen plastic materials. Ah, okay. Yeah. All and right. That's, and that's really cool because a lot of cars, these advanced cars, these lightweight cars, that are that are they're finding a way to to bring the cost of using carbon fiber benefits or bringing carbon fiber benefits and plastic benefits together. So the strength of carbon fiber, the lightweight and low cost of plastics are coming together to make these uh, these 
I don't know, outlandish cars, I guess. Really mm-hmm. cool, lightweight, um, either you know, ultra high performance or um, ultra highly efficient yeah. vehicles. And uh, so you see that in the Lamborghini, which uses um, uh, carbon fiber reinforced plastics to make the body panels. Wow. And uh, the VW one liter car, which is on the opposite end of the performance spectrum, but it, uh, it's a highly efficient vehicle. They use that, uh, that we just mentioned, the carbon fiber reinforced plastic, which is, I think the CFRP is what they, they CFRP the acronym for that. Okay. Um, I, I just think it's really cool that they're blending the two together, and there's a, there's a ton of plastics in cars right now. So there's a lot of plastic mm-hmm. um, development happening. Um, not only inside, but outside. We've seen it for a long time. You know, Saturn has had plastic yes. panels. Yeah. Heck, even, you know, Ford back in the early 1900s was playing around with soybeans and, and, uh, plastic panels. I remember seeing, really? yeah, there, there's film of Henry Ford taking a swing at a body panel on, I don't know if it's a Model T, Model A, what it is, but, uh-huh. um, taking a swing at a car with an axe and it doesn't even damage it. Um, interesting stuff, but he, he was big into soybean technology, um, food, products, um, mm-hmm. soybeans used to make plastics. Um, I, I don't know what else he was doing with them, but um, it preservatives, I guess. Um, but look into the Ford soybean thing, and uh, you'll be amazed at what you see and what he was doing way back then with soybeans. It was unbelievable. Man. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a surprise bonus material here that mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think Anybody was expecting. I certainly wasn't. So, because <laughs> you went through, we went through the evolution from wood to titanium to carbon fiber to plastics. Yep. And then soybeans. That's right. And you know that's kind of getting into this next thing that we're mm-hmm. talking about, and it's bioplastics. Um, bioplastics are big now, and that's instead of okay, regular plastics or typical plastics we think sure. of now, they're petroleum based. Right. Uh, so they're made from crude oil, really. And apparently it takes about, uh, I think it's said about a half a gallon of crude oil to make one pound of plastic. That's a that's an approximation. Okay. So that's uh, just a rough guess. But, um, and I don't have any measurement of how many, you know, how much plant material it takes. But we're instead of talking about using crude oil, this is using, um, you know, biomaterial like so, corn or seaweed or soybeans. It's so cellulose, basically. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's using, and the, the emphasis now is using... Non-food products to mm-hmm. make to make bioplastics. In other in other words, it's not taking away from the food supply. It's using non-edible parts of mm-hmm. a a crop or a product in order to make uh, these bioplastics. So that you know it it's not taken the wrong way. You know, like ethanol is you know directly affecting our food supply, right? Um, or it was at some point. I don't know if sure. it still is or not. It seems to have dropped off that mm-hmm. that argument. Um, but this this is using the uh, again the non-edible element of some type of crop. They haven't said right now what that crop is mm-hmm. that they're going to be using for this. But uh, there's plans for Mazda and Toyota begin, to begin using these uh, these bioplastics as early as 2013 and 2015. Wow! So this isn't this isn't just something out on the distant horizon. Well, it is. It's it's out there. It's still well. You know what? 2013 is not that far That's away. Pretty close, man. It. Yeah, that is. You're Unless right. Unless that. World ending in 2012 thing happens. <laughs> I hope not. I hope we. I hope we get to the point where we can use these bioplastics. Let's put it that way. Let's just hold out at least for another couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And another cool thing about all of this, and this kind of brings it all together, I guess. And and, and there's, I have one more surprise at the end of this. But um, cars now, because of because of the materials that they're made of, are very recyclable. And I know that's on mm. everybody's mind, but. Um, 
they're saying that a lot of cars right now are 85% recyclable. Wow. And I blogged about this not long ago. Um, that there's a couple of claims out there. Toyota claims that the 2010 Toyota Prius is 85% recyclable. And Lexus also makes the same 85% claim uh, with their HS250H hybrid sedan. And apparently Volvo has been making cars that are 85% recyclable since 2002. That's I, so crazy. I had no idea. You know what, though? I guess it makes sense because... Given the rising price of metals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's worth more companies' time to recycle metals. Mm-hmm. So maybe part of that number, I feel, might come from evolution of recycling technology. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of plastic and, and copper, and mm-hmm. iron. there's still iron and steel and everything right. else, and there's aluminum, um, titanium, I guess, I don't know, magnesium. Um, a lot of different elements that can be be taken out of that. I mean, even the seats can be shredded and reused in some way, I'm sure. And, and that's what they're counting. You know, the cloth material. Oh, yeah. Uh, the batteries can be recycled completely. Tires. At this point, tires can be recycled. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, um, My last car was made entirely out of gold. <laughs> even the seats. is really is uncomfortable. Right? Is that right? Yeah. yeah that explains it, the gold teeth. It, yes. Yeah, it's it, a match. It, it was really, it was really, um, I hate to say it, man, but it was, it was kind of a crappy car because, yeah. you know, gold is not, turns out gold is not the best material to build an engine with. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's pretty heavy. It's soft, right? Yeah, it's ductile. Yeah. 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 I learned my lesson. I feel sorry for you. No, don't. You yeah, know, sad. I mean, sad that you had such a hard time with your okay, gold man. car. It's okay, You know, I lived my, I lived my dream. Yeah, good for you. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Okay, so let's get into gold cars. Well, there's one that's uh, kind of along that lines, I guess. Uh, did you know that the this is this is the last one I've got, last example yeah. I got here, but. Um, the Bentley Continental is 85% recyclable as well. No way. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about this is that uh, there was a guy at Auto Week. His name's Greg. Uh, oh, boy. Greg. His name's Greg. All right, Greg. Yeah, Greg at uh, Auto Week. <laughs> I always do that, don't I? I no. I just it's... can't pronounce those names. Anyways, Greg says, uh, says that the point is really inconsequential because um, 70% of all Bentley cars ever built are still on the road or hanging out in garages or museums. or Oh, nice. So 70% of all Bentleys ever made still on the road. Yeah. Even though they're 85% recyclable. That's an even better That's selling good. point. That's a good, good yeah. stat, I think. Anyways. I think so. One last thing I want to mention here. All right. I stumbled across this while I was looking through for car materials. Okay. And uh, this will this will be brief. I'm not going to read the list because this is a long list. I found something. There's an article by Christine McClellan. All right. And Christine is a Subaru Distinguished Earth Science Educator from the Geological Society of America. And this is an activity that is for grade level 5 to 9. Okay. So 5th graders to ninth graders. And she, you know, being a uh, an earth science educator, mm-hmm. is interested in what it takes to make a car, the, the, the material, where do the materials come from. This this paper is called uh, "What Earth Materials Are in My Subaru," and you can apply this really to any vehicle. But um, okay. apparently, now this is again according to Christine. Apparently, the average car is made with over thirty materials extracted from the earth. Okay, now thirty materials. There are thirty materials extracted from the earth. Each element, mineral, and resource. So resources so we're talking about. Okay. Uh, Listed below has special properties that make them important in the production of the and the performance of the car. So I've got this long list here that I won't read every one of them, but give me a couple. It, I'll, it has the the material, mm-hmm. the amount in pounds in a typical vehicle, okay, and then the use. And I can just go down the list here and, and read some of the uh, yeah. some some of the usual suspects and some that you wouldn't expect. Okay, um, there's aluminum. There's All about right. 240 pounds of aluminum in the typical car. And, of course, it's lightweight metal used in the body. And, of course, we know that now that's also frame and other mm-hmm. pieces as well. And that's a usual suspect, I'd say. Yeah, that's right. And that's also using the, the engine. I would think that this goes up for even more modern cars now at this yeah. point. Um, asbestos. There's 1.2 pounds of asbestos in, in every car. And that's uh, not in every car, but this is a typical car. Inside the engine? Brake pads. Brake pads. Brake pads. And, uh-huh. and, you know, that's... There are different types of brake pads now, so that's uh, yeah. sometimes yes, sometimes no. God, inside the engine was the worst guess I've made <laughs> in the history of this show. Barium, there's a, there's a trace of barium in every uh, in every vehicle. It's used to coat the electrical conductors in the ignition system. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, cadmium, again a trace. Um, let's see what that's for. It's chemically resistant coating. Um, carbon used for uh, steel production, and also to add strength to the rubber and the tires. That there's makes 46 sense. pounds of carbon. In every tire, 
or I'm sorry, <laughs> in every uh, in every vehicle. Okay. Uh, cobalt is a trace of that. Gallium is a trace of that. Gold is a trace of gold in every vehicle. All unlike right. your solid gold. I'm uh, setting car. the trend. Yeah, that's right. Gold is a trace, and that's used in the electronic system uh, for um, contacts, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, magnesium, 4.4 pounds of magnesium used to strengthen aluminum and zinc in the car. Uh, mica, mica. I guess there's a trace of mica that fills the shocks. Um, so far, these all seem reasonable. Sulfur used in the battery, two okay. pounds of that. All right. T- titanium, there's a trace of that in every car, I guess. I'm um, used to make metallic alloys mm. as a substitute for aluminum, also used in paint, lacquers, plastic, and rubber. Okay. Here's one. Tungsten. There's tungsten in every car. Where? Lights. Oh, tungsten filaments. you got used, me. Used for the uh, no. filament. There's just a trace of it, but uh, that's, the, that's the filament for... Um, Light bulbs. Yes. And in some spark plugs. Okay. Using okay. manufacturing. Um, I don't know, nitrogen, nickel, zinc ore, zirconium. I mean, you can go down this list, but this is an interesting, interesting article, yeah. I thought. Um, kind of a unique look at um, mm. you know everything that goes into cars. She went down right down to the uh, the, the minerals and materials yeah. that come out of the earth. I thought that was pretty cool. And especially for this uh, listener mail here, um, when when we hope that we've done an all right job breaking down some of these materials, you know, and Scott, I think you've done an excellent job. Of course, I'm not the expert. And uh, I got to say, it's surprising how much stuff actually goes into uh, a vehicle. Oh, it's you know? thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of planning and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and development and, and figuring out which materials which materials work best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really complex to figure out what materials use where because some react with each other. Right. So you have, to, uh, you have to be aware of what metals contact other metals because they often have corrosive properties or you know, the, there's adverse effects with uh, metal contact, you know, metal contacting other metal in some cases. Um, that'll, that'll lead to rust or you know, just outright decay, corrosion. Um, it's just a lot of a lot of factors to consider, more than you would ever ever think, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just unbelievable the the variety of materials that go into making a car. And uh, to Sachin again, uh, all apologies, of my friend, if we are mispronouncing your name, that is my fault. Um, but the important thing to remember here is that the materials used in a vehicle differ on a case by case basis, with uh, four main factors. It sounds like. Those factors being uh, the cost of the material, the weight of the material, the durability of the material, and any interactions it may have with other uh, materials used in this system. Yep, exactly right. right. Um, strength has a lot to do with it. Weight has a lot to do with it. Cost. But you're exactly right. You had them all right in the right in a row there. Hey, man. Excellent I'm, work. You've been listening. I have been listening. Yeah, I've been listening. <laughs> and uh, to our listeners out there, thank you for listening, and uh, we really appreciate your time. As you see, uh, we respond to listener mail. It might take us a second to get back to you sometimes, but we read every single one. So if you have an idea that you'd like us to talk about or you have a question for us, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.
You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility.